Yo, man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. That my best friend, she a real bad bitch, got her own money. She don't need no nigga on the dance floor. She had two, three drinks, now she twerking, she throw it out and come back in. That's my best friend, she a real bad bitch, drive her own car. She don't need no lift in a strip club. No, my girl gon' tip, now she twerking, she throw it out and come back in. Yeah, man, um, I just got back from Mexico, bro. Oh, I forgot you said you was going. I just got back. Titles from Mexico. I just got back. Cancun, man. You don't look noticeably um, darker. I feel like you would after Cancun. No, I'm I'm dark. Oh, okay. I'm dark. I'm definitely dark. Tan is out of control. My sock tan is like crazy. That was, I mean, that was like pre-Mexico. <laughs> that, I mean, my sock, that's like I can't do nothing about it. It's probably the worst like sock tan you probably have ever seen if you see if you look at my ankle right now. Like, it's just, it's a completely different tone, and there's nothing I can do about it. It's like I didn't sat in the sun all day, and that shit still, like, it, it has no Not effect. It's, close. Like, it's almost permanent at this point. And that's crazy. That's discouraging. It gets better in the winter, but, you know, but it's, it's just still too visible in the winter. In the oh, yeah. Alex, it is. Alex, two tone cold, goddamn. I mean, it's terrible, man. Like, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> so, you know, I was, I was hoping Mexico would help because. I mean, you want to talk about a place that's fucking hot. It's just like, just know that for your vacation, you're going to sweat. Like, you're going to sweat. You're going to be pouring <laughs> sweat. Like, just just already get used to it. Uh, but your body do adjust. But it's hot as hell in Mexico. The water warm as hell. The pool warm. I'm like, bro, nigga can't even dip in a cold pool in this whole. That would piss Everything me off. warm. Um, it's hot. It's 102 degrees outside. You jump bro. in the pool. It's 87. <laughs> like, oh God. I'm like, the pool, the pool in the hot tub, bro. It just was not a huge difference. I'm like, I'm like, the hot tub just feel like the pool with bubbles. Like, I'm like, this ain't really. We can get back in the pool. You need you some ice. More room in the hole. Yeah, because like, you know, on, usually man. you can do that. Like, you can hop, you can hop in the hot tub. And get yourself real hot, then jump in the pool. Even if it ain't a cold pool, you yeah. like it's gonna be a noticeable yeah. difference. A little cold yeah, pool. No, absolutely not. That That's was not great. the experience. Trash. So, that was warm. But other than that, it was pretty straight. It was pretty straight. You know, we just stayed at a resort. You get um, some golf in? You know, I did play golf. I did play around of golf. That was good. Um, got some TikTok content coming based on that, man. Y'all follow me on TikTok, man, at AC Golf. Um, but yeah, you know, played a little golf and I went, it was a couple strip and I went with all white people. I went with all white people. Um, so that was interesting. That's like the second that time you've done it on after five. I've never, co- that, it wasn't couples is, before. Though. That is the second. Yeah. It wasn't couples before. Yeah. It wasn't couples before, but yeah, this is the second all white trip that I was a part of, but I brought my wife along, you know, so she got to experience that and, um, you know, it was good. It was good. No issues. No issues. No, no prop. No, nothing even remotely problematic, like at all. You know, this group, I mean, they, they're consistent. Like, you know, I knew the guys were consistent. They brought their women around and they consistent. It's just no, it's no issues, bro. You know, they, oh, this is that group. same group. It is. It is the same okay. group. It is okay. the same group. Same group. Nothing so. weird. Nothing crazy. No. Y'all, did, y'all didn't talk about what the, the Alabama beat down. Y'all no, didn't, y'all that didn't was not, that was not up for discussion. <laughs> You know, it was not up for discussion. Did not did not come out. 
So, you know, it must be cool. You know, I, w- I wasn't gonna bring it up. You know what I mean? I ain't finna get these niggas started. I just, you know, I just play the field. I just play the field. Whatever y'all, I play what y'all give me. You know. I feel that. <laughs> hey, what what uh, what Royce the five nine say? <laughs> what did he say, Nate? I mean, they got a rap line. There's, for I was gonna say, there's no way you think we was about to quote "Where's the five nine? Like, there I mean, he was no way he was. That's the thing. There was no like, way he, he was that. expecting us to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." The lyrical man slot, like, like. <laughs> you gonna get us started on the uh, the rundown, Alex? Outside of your uh, Mexico trip, did you drink the water? Yeah, uh, bottle bottle water, man. I was bottle say, water. boy. Even a resort give you bottle water. Even they ain't like give you no. Was it was it one of those all inclusive? So you was just eating whatever you wanted to, and it, it was all inclusive. And uh, I will say that I was highly impressed Ooh. with the food, the food, Got the food. Money. First of all, these are not that expensive, so let's not even do that. Um, but the food was really good, though. Food was really good. First of all, we got uh, it's literally a prompt on the Trello that says, "How has hip hop impacted you?" And a nigga has in parentheses so weedy so somebody gotta explain mm, okay go mm. ahead blake break it down for us so you know i don't know how official the year is because i've heard other years before but right now we're celebrating 50 years at least of hip-hop and so you know yeah. that's been dope to see hip-hop everywhere it's already become like the uh modern day pop genre like if if you want to throw somebody into you know music you take them to hip hop now. Like if you have an industry plant, like we're very much so at the point where hip hop is the forefront of uh, music, and it's dope, and it's cool to see every see us everywhere or see hip hop everywhere and all the representation. And so on Netflix, I seen a doc, and I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be pretty good." Called "Ladies First: A Story of Women in Hip Hop," and I think it's cool, kind of because of the parallel of like, you know, you have these women who were probably. Let me see. You have an era where to be a woman MC, you had to be better than men. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, to even try and do that. And you still weren't going to get, you know, much recognition. And so to see, like, a story, you know, kind of reflect on that history where you have the parallel of Martin Day where they've, you know, knocked down so many doors that allow women to, you know, kind of just be a a staple in hip-hop. I tried very hard not to shit on new women rap, but a lot of y'all suck. So, I mean, mm. I was I was going to talk wow. around that, but a lot of them are trash. But either way, wow. I just thought the parallel of a doc talking about the ones who are really cold would be pretty cool. And I, mm-hmm. I hit past the initial screen on Netflix, and the cover was Saweetie. And, I mean, I still haven't watched the doc just because of that. Like, bro, I just don't understand who her representation is. Like, she's everywhere. She is everywhere. I mean, bro, she got she got a few hits, bro. I mean, you gonna ignore those or see I would or have, what? see I'm not falling for this because we always do this. No, nah, no, nah, nah, see, I'm see this, this see this what we not I'm gonna not, do I'm because the thing is week after week, niggas come on this podcast in many podcasts out there and disrespect, you know, artists who you know, first of all, it takes a lot to like have a successful song. And then you got Saweetie who got multiple successful songs that like, you know, for the most part, people mess with. But it's like people give her a hard time because like she's not this great MC, but it's plenty of other women, like not great MCs that I feel like 
don't get the same amount of criticism that Saweetie get. You Who? know what I mean? Like, but but Saweetie got hits though. Is what I'm trying Who to say. gets the looks that Saweetie gets and can rap? Worse and raps worse what, than her. What looks? What looks do Saweetie, Saweetie is everywhere. Saweetie's everywhere. Saweetie was on the cover hey, of this. Saweetie got a Grammy nomination. Saweetie got a Grammy nomination for some shit that niggas didn't even know happened. Niggas no, read the Grammy that. nomination list and was like, "Nigga, huh?" I don't believe that. It was probably for a hit that she had. You know. What I'm mm. Hey, let's go back. We got to go back to that episode because we recorded, and I distinctly remember us reading off the nominees. Mm-hmm. And collectively, niggas was like, huh? She did get nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys. Now, I will admit, that is wild. And then she also got nominated for Best Rap Song. Blake, what did he just say? We tripping. That's, we tripping. That's, that's why. Sound, that sound like a plea. No, I mean, I guess, you know, this, this that's is the sound of the police. This is me being objective. So for her to be nominated for best new artist, I Sounds think it's like wild. you copping to me. But, but, but she was featured on Doja Cat, you know, or, you know, had a song with Doja Cat best friend, which was a hit. Like that's just certified hit. And that got nominated for best rap song, which I got no problem with. No problem with. I mean, she got hits, bro. That's all you I'm think to say, it got know? nominated for what? For best rap song, and you have no for problem. Best rap song. You you think that's like, who was it against? I need to hear this. Like, all right, this was see uh, what niggas do. No, see I how got, they I present got, I got information. I got something for you. I got something for you. Go and pull it up too. We I'm got presentation mode. We didn't came up. I'm on my phone though. In the words of Metaphor the Great, we came up and got our name up. You understand what I'm saying? This was in 2022, so uh, let me. Uh, first of all, let me tell you that Jail won. Jail by Kanye West won. Um, Jesus, <laughs> it sounds like a rough category. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's that's this was all. It sounds like a oof. <laughs> my goodness, this is what I wanted me to pull up. No, no, no. Um, you got Bath Salts, DMX, Jay-Z, and Nas. You got Sweetie and Doja Cat, Best Friend. You got Baby King, Kendrick Lamar, Family Ties. You got J. Cole, 21 Savage, Murray, My Life. I ain't got no problem with it, man. You know, obviously it ain't, you know, I mean, I ain't got no problem with it. Because it's a great song. Because it's a great song. Song of the year. Yeah, rap song. Best rap song. I'm not gonna comment on that because I would. Y'all heard that song? Okay, I mean, first of all, I'm gonna start the song. I'm gonna start the pod with that song. Okay, bro, it's a hit. That's and my best friend. He a real bad. That, 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 that. I don't know the words, but I just know he's my best friend. And they they slid on that. But they slid on that. You don't like. Alex get on here and be copping like 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 just putting on for songs I know he don't be playing like. I know you ain't never just been at the crib. Like, let me put this shit on. Don't cover your mouth. You know this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know that's this shit be true, ridiculous. No, nah, see, is- that's that's not fair. That's not fair because I'm not trying to front like I'm just like at the crib playing this, but I'm not going to front like it's not a good song. That's what I'm not going to do. Why you and wouldn't play a good song? Why you, truth. why you wouldn't play a it's good just, song? It's just, it's just not on my, you know, first of all, I'm not the target demographic for the song. And it's just, you know, this is not really the music I listen to in my spare time but it's like you know if i heard it out like i might be like bro that's hard and that's how i be feeling about a lot of female artists one of those that you hate being flo millie i don't hate flo Flo millie Millie. i just don't i just don't get it i don't get the appeal that shit sounds like Susie carmichael 
Yeah. And you don't get Saweetie either, bro. But no, you no, know, no, no, somebody no. get somebody get it because she on the Netflix. Bro. Saweetie is not good. So, that that is that is <laughs> that is how that begins, starts, and ends. Saweetie is not a good rap artist, bro. Hey, it is crazy to me that Alex can go up and present these points. He be lying for someone for someone like Saweetie, but you have a bona fide, you know, mega star. Mm-hmm. Uh, please do not do this. Who? He just. Please do not do <laughs> He just. He just ignores the same exact, very much so relevant, and you know, solidified points that he just made about another artist. But you hey, know, we're gonna true. leave that. That's not. We're gonna true. leave. I don't know who you're talking about, but is. that's not true. Whatever it is, that's not uh, true. So I'm, I just want to say that, brother Tayo De La Ghetto, uh, can you tell us how hip hop has impacted your life? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yo, these topics, bro, be having me tripping. <laughs> when I get in our Trello, like I be, I be, I be tripping. I be like, yo, because <laughs> I know Nate put it in there. I'm like, bro, how has <laughs> how has hip hop impacted you? I'm like, no, this like a. <laughs> I ain't even gonna make the joke. I was gonna make. Break. It's like I'm a gun. <laughs> No, nah, bro. That shit. That shit be having me tripping. Uh, <laughs> Hip hop did turn fifty last week, so I, I would just bring nah, it up. I feel that, bro. No, I feel that. But you clearly covered yeah. it with uh, Saweeties. I mean, we can skedaddle along. No, no, no. That's what you do. No, no, no. We can talk about hip hop because yeah. I mean, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. How I put it in words. So, like, I don't. Look at that. It turned fifty. It's like how kids are today with iPhones, like I don't know. For as long as I can remember, hip hop been the coolest shit in the world. Like it ain't never not been the coolest shit in the world. And anything cool that I've really experienced in my life had hip hop intertwined with it on some level. So it's like for me, I just can't even imagine. I don't know a world without it. Like I remember, you know, the first time you hearing rapping, you just like, dog, this shit is amazing. Like I don't know. Like I ain't never. I ain't never heard anything else and been like, yeah, this is my base in terms of music. Hip hop has always been like, this is my, well, as I've gotten older, maybe it shifted a little more R&B, but I mean, hip hop is, is like home for me musically. Mm. Um, That's a powerful description, man. It's like home looking ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, you know, hip hop's great. <laughs> hip hop's great, man. You know, you talked about it being a base. I mean, I think I, uh, and I think I, I know we've talked about this on the pod before, but you know, definitely, um, I mean, definitely rap and, you know, I feel like gospel and soul, that's kind of like my other base as well. But hip hop and rap in general, like you just said, Blake, always been the coolest thing. Um, and I, you know, I think one of the memorable things for me where I feel like I started keeping up with rap is, uh, and I think we just talked about this on the last show, like college dropout, like college dropout was the beginning of me, like keeping up with rap and like when projects were dropping and, you know, other than that, it was just like, you know, whatever came on the radio, that's what I was listening to or whatever my brothers played. That's what I was listening to. Um, but you know, definitely is is you know the hardest shit out i think as we move forward to this 50th year 
you know, I was just kind of thinking about, man, like, and we're getting a little bit better in terms of the sub genres of rap and how just the, the music has, um, what's the word I want to use? Like it's, uh, evolved like, over yeah. The years. yeah, yeah. It's evolved just so greatly over the years. And I actually just recently saw this video, man, it was just from some random podcast, but it was two dudes just talking about like today's hip hop and you know, how a lot of niggas feel like, okay, like, you know, the shit today is, you know, terrible or bad or, you know, it's, it's not good. And then, you know, we have the response of like, you know, that's just how every new generation going to feel about or every old generation going to feel about the new generation. But then they kind of broke it down generation by generation saying like, bro, we don't think these niggas in the, you know, early 80s was looking at the niggas in the late 80s and like, bro, this is like a completely different thing. You know what I mean? Or even you know, the late 80s to the 90s, like the rappers of the 90s. Like, I don't feel like niggas in the 80s was like, bro, like our genre is gone. Like these niggas then fucked it up. Like, I don't think they were saying that about fucking, you know, Tupac, Big, Hove, and, you know. And then even going up into Ludacris and to, you know, the next era and Kanye and all this shit. But I feel like now we've gotten to that point where it's a lot of like niggas over multiple spans of generations being like, bro, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? Like this shit don't sound, you know, like it's even the same genre. And I think I'm under the impression that uh, it's not like, I, I, you know, some things I feel like are appropriately a sub genre of hip hop. But I've been like a lot of shit. I don't even know if we can call this hip hop anymore. Uh, and I did just kind of go on a super tangent. But um, yeah, that's just that's just kind of what I was recently thinking about today, actually, as recent as this morning about, you know, like, are we ever going to really get to a, a line where we going to have a lot of black artists that are not classifying themselves as hip hop artists or not even associating with hip hop, but they making music today that we do. Cause I just feel like that's what niggas do. Like when niggas make music, it's just, it's just always going to be hip hop unless it's just way left field. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if it's even remotely close, niggas are just going to call it hip hop. Yeah. I don't know. I get what you mean. You got artists like Roddy who like, it's sinking. He is sinking. Like, mm-hmm. but it's considered rap just because you know the aesthetic and the vibe and the content. So I see mm-hmm. what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. it is weird, but I, it, we are in a weird time. Like, I like I don't think you know if I think back, I don't think to I can't think of a period in time where we went this long without like a a superstar that was kind of you know just here to take over and was the new hottest shit in the world. Like we had people who kind of moved a needle, but we haven't had a superstar in like a minute, which is weird. Well, it's not no control, right? Like we don't, there's nothing that controls what we consume. Like if you want to see, you know, Victoria Monet, then you're going to see Victoria Monet all over your timeline your feed like that's what you're gonna indulge in but if you fuck with sexy red like that's what you're gonna see right so you you have these people who are these figures within their own kind of like spheres but i don't know that we'll ever you know see a superstar that everybody kind of aligns and is like okay this is the star right because i'm like from a generational standpoint I'm watching the people turn on Drake slowly right now in real time. Mm. <laughs> like I am seeing the turn 
happened with the younger generation and how they are, you know, receiving some of the some of the things that he does and the antics that we just kind of know is all right. That's that's just how that's just how he do things. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's somebody like that who was on top for so long, like as he starts his descent. I don't. It ain't nobody else that can kind of step in there because we don't. There's nothing centralized anymore, right? Like mm. it, we used to have things that informed us on what we should like or what we shouldn't like. If it wasn't the radio, it was you know TRL or 106 in Park or hits from the street, Rap City, the basement, like these things that informed us. Okay, this is what the tastemakers say is hot. And so we kind of knew, okay, what it, what elements it took to have a song go to summer or to be a blockbuster, you know, superstar for the summer. But now it's like, shit, which which niche uh, group are you trying to target? Because right now people is like, look, I can make more money by over-serving my niche and just providing them shit than with trying to be this mega superstar where... These folks gonna be trying to take money out of my pocket, and then I'm gonna have to hear from my core fans talk about how I ain't the same person I was when I first dropped. You know, like it's just yeah. I think we have so much, so many options and so many different avenues that we don't have to align on shit no more. Like, no, you know the the time is definitely different, and I just think about you know the fact that we have shifted first of all, into this fully immersive social media era where, you know, I think about there were there were certain things previously that in order for somebody to be a real, like, superstar, you know, and, and people talk about how there had to be a little bit of mystery. Like, there had to be, you know, it couldn't just be like somebody full of life exposed and you, and you watching them every step of the way. I mean, that's not how people have, I think, like, originally become, like, megastars. But I feel like in this new era, especially where, the options are endless because we know that, you know, in rap or just music in general, you know, there's just so many artists right now that it's hard for like one artist to get such a large piece of the pie like we've previously seen where it's like there ain't that many. Like there's only a select few who are great. But I mean, the way should be turning over now, like a nigga get on and then like three years later, he got his own label and he got like five niggas signed to him. Like that's not <laughs> how shit has been historically like. For you to get your own shit and have niggas under you, like, before I feel like you had to be a true veteran in the game. Now these niggas, like, drop, they don't even drop an album. It'd be, like, straight mixtapes they get on, and now they got niggas under them, and they saying, yeah, this my this my click. And, you know, niggas be fans of them niggas. Like, just think about it's so many rappers out there that, you know, I don't think niggas even be trying to really do the whole, I'm trying to be a megastar. Like, nigga, I'm trying to get this bread, this show money. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and if we can get to arenas like that's great. But nigga, you know, I ain't no ain't no album every two three years, nigga. It's at least an album a year, sometimes two albums a year. Like, like yeah. niggas on just some different time. You know, it's it's not just music now. It really has become much more of a business. Always been a business, but you know, now the the music has kind of suffered. I think doing doing those things like you just said to check all the boxes to become that superstar. Yeah. To have those moments to do all those things, it's kind of like I don't need to do all that no more. Like, yeah, like you said, Doug is a little baby artist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. All right, look, I ain't got time for that. I did my shows. I got a couple of hits. Look, come on, we we moving forward. I mean, that makes sense. That right. is, 
That is an aspect I didn't I think mean, about. That's that's congruent with today's society, though, right? Like, yeah. think about how hot and cold things are. It's like, all right, you have a hot song or a hot album in May, right? When when did Gunna album drop? Um, I want to say in July. You think it was earlier than before that? I, I think it was. Uh... I think it was maybe. You see what I'm saying? Like back in the day, an album like Gunna album dropping, like niggas would have remembered. Gunna is (laughs) thirty. Yeah. I did not know that. It dropped in June. June. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like. Shit was hard. When it dropped, it was hard, right? But back during the time that I think we kind of rationalize as normal time, quote unquote, right? It would have sustained. Oh yeah, like it would still have been be able to. Yeah, you would still be able to feel it. Niggas would still be talking about it. Like it would, but so much music drops by so many different artists, and like you said, like it's more. If I'm independent, it's more beneficial for me to develop this cult-like audience and serve them and then the niggas that are featured on my songs that these niggas are that these fans already fuck with i'm gonna just put them out and we like we just finna do this thing like currency been doing it for 20 years and wiz been doing it for at least 10 like when the last time wiz was just like a Bam, like he had his moment where everybody in America knew his song. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he was like, I'm just going to serve my base. Like I did that. I got the commercial placements. Mm-hmm. My base is much larger now, granted. Right. Mm-hmm. But I pretty he pretty much serves his base. Like Wiz ain't making songs for all niggas. No, absolutely not. <laughs> he's, he's not. Just like currency. Like people... People either get currency or they don't. Like I, you know, uh, kind of a modern day comparison, like the Larry June thing. Like you either you either with Larry or you don't really know what the movement is about. But right. like that's just kind of what it is. But for an artist like Larry June or Currency or Wiz, it's more advantageous for them to do that. Because why am I gonna change or be flexible, right? To get one of these songs that I don't even know is gonna work anymore, instead of just doing what I know is gonna work for the people who it's been working for, who always want more, and I I can always give them more. You did like, like you said, I think now is more tuned to the business because for so long we were having these moments and having these experiences, but the artist was getting fucked, and like we've heard so many stories from the artists getting fucked at this point, where it's like. Whatever they got it like you literally have artists that have to re-record, you know, they old classic music, you know, hey. on the five on the iPhone with FL Studio out <laughs> in a penthouse in New York, so that they can get you know what they just do is for the music that they already made. So it's like, as a consumer, you can't really hate on the artists for focusing more on the business side because when they weren't. We was getting hits. They was getting fucked. So it's like, yep. I think we're at a point where hip hop has, in my opinion, hip hip hop is, hip hop is to me what basketball is to me. Like I feel like to Blake's point, like it's always been 
a part of my life. I don't really remember a time where it wasn't a part of my life in some facet, whether it is whether it was the radio where you would hear different things or when I got old enough to choose my own music and really dive into what it is that I like, like that's what was home for me. I got a song for every mood. I got a playlist for every vibe. Like it became just so much as a part of life because growing up for us, you know, that was the culture. The culture came to us through the music. Like, it's just moments that I'll never forget. Like, can't nobody ever explain in full detail the impact of G-Unit. Like, when G-Unit hit, that shit was different. Like, it was just, you had to be there. But I went there for when the WooWare dropped. Like, when WooWare dropped, I'm sure it was fucking bananas. But... Mm -hmm. Like, G-Unit hit the streets, nigga. The tank tops. Then the game. Then the game dropped, right? Like, it's the like, The game oh, was crazy. <laughs> like, niggas had a video game. Bro, like, and then if you was in the South, you know, when Jeezy dropped and the snowman shirts dropped, it was like, nigga, that was a time. Like, that was, <laughs> that was a fucking time, bro. Like, just being able to experience those things, like, whether you were engulfed in it because i was like you alex you know i grew up in the church so most of what i was listening to until i could choose my own music was church music Mm -hmm. but luckily for us we grew up in a time where a lot of our artists they grew up in the church too so Mm -hmm. they picking songs and samples with chords that are familiar so it all begins to blend right Mm -hmm. but then i look up at basketball like which we turn on and we watch right now like that's not the game that we grew up on. No. But it's still basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, and when I look at the old niggas that talk about the young niggas now, I see it the same way, like how the older hip hop artists talk about the newer hip hop artists. Like, mm-hmm. you paved the way. It was different from you. It was different for you. Like, the message is like hip hop lore. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. But if you play that for a young nigga right now, he that ain't hip hop to him. <laughs> but if you play the little baby song that came out during the pandemic with Kirk Franklin and shit, like if you play that for a old head nigga from the from New York, you know, from the Bronx, and you play that shit to him, he gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> but for me, it feels like like that's the beauty of hip hop. Hip hop was born and bred out of a defiance for wanting to fit into a box. And I think if we if we love hip-hop the way that we say we love hip-hop, just like for you niggas that say you love basketball the way that you love basketball, like, the game has to evolve. We had to go from shooting in peach baskets to now we're shooting on plexiglass backboards with the highest level of rims. And mm. just like now, niggas went from beatboxing at a uh, fucking block party with a mic <laughs> over a board and now you got niggas that can drop a whole tape from jail off an of iPhone like hmm. the things that they, they gonna change they gonna look different they gonna feel different but for us like it may it's, it's not hitting the same but for these kids or for the generation that a lot of these artists are gearing their music or their things for like Shit, this day, this day, trap or die. 
This day, this day trap music. This day, all of these things. And I think it's hard for us to see it, but I've watched our generation go from being the niggas that's like, why we got to put Biggie and Tupac on every list to now they we the same niggas talking about some. What the fuck are these niggas talking about? They the they the new Wayne. Like the nigga, he the new Wayne for his generation. Like what they look like is different. Like it just it just is. We ain't gonna ever see another Wayne. Just like we we ain't gonna never see another KRS one. We ain't gonna never like. But for this generation, like, Mm. yeah, you know, I hear that, and I ain't fucking with you, new niggas. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not. Like, I'm just not vibing with y'all, man. So, um, you know, little baby, not on a Wayne run. Okay, he not on a Wayne run. Who else? I mean, this NBA young boy guy. I mean, who is this nigga? Relax, young boy hard. I ain't gonna lie to you. You know what I'm saying? It's like the one, bro, that, the like, one I can't figure out. The one I can't figure out is Cardi. I can't. I can't. Figure yeah, that's out what Cardi, I was just bro. gonna bring up. You know, that's that's one I can't figure out too. Maybe, but you know, like Nate said, man, maybe we just we just the old guys. You know, just you know, yelling at the new generation when you know. Niggas did the same thing to us, but to me, it just felt a little different. I don't know. That was my point. It just felt this this generation just feel a little different. They a little more, you know. Nigga, we had Hobson. Nah, nah. Hobson wasn't no superstar. Hobson was some yeah, like, it's like indie shit. Like he went popping, but he was up. He was a thing, and he had a niche. Nigga, you did what like Uzi got like. Don't Uzi got like the biggest album of the year? Like. These niggas was yeah. huge. These niggas is huge. Yeah. Talking Uzi about, is huge. Uzi is huge in the in the hood, rocking his hips, sassy as ever. Talking about, I just want to rock. That shit is just <laughs> different. Like I just don't like. I I be, hey. I just be like cool. Like I. They said that's the new dreams and nightmares. You feel what I'm no, saying? No, yeah, like, that's no, what they no, no. I don't feel that. That is what they said. I don't feel that shit. If the if the nigga who who brought both of these products to us say it, like, hey, I'm just inclined to listen. I ain't saying I agree. I'm just bringing it up. That's what he said. You know, drama, 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 drama. I can't just yeah. imagine being in the locker room getting hyped before a game and like. That's the shit that like we put on. Hey, That's what you I... used to get hyped to in the locker room? Hey, re- like real quick, like what what got you hyped in the locker room? Um, I mean it's 06, so like everything that's out is very aggressive. Like everything that's out is very aggressive. Uh some Jeezy, some Wayne, some Dipset. Um I was sleep I was sleep on the like the early prime Gucci, like Gucci's like young mixtape run, I was sleep. But I mean the locker room is blasting, so you know it regardless. Um, you got to throw in a, like a random little John Eastside Boy song. Like you just got to have that. You just got to have that. Because like mm. you just need something to, to where you can just call a lot of people bitches. And they going to have that. They going to have that going. So, uh, I mean, just stuff like that. I mean, no no hips. No hips being moved. It wasn't no hips going to lie. Or these hips don't lie. Like it wasn't none of that. I don't know like. That shit crazy to me, bro. That's crazy to me. It is wild. That's crazy to me that we they like the Pastor Troy. They like, nah, nigga, yeah, you just old. Thinking, you just old. I'm like, nigga, nah. Cardi done said a. Same, Cardi done said a three thousand times with no full senses, and y'all rocking. Y'all feel this shit, and I yeah. just don't. Yeah, it's different, bro. Like, okay. To me, it's just not the same. My point is, this is not. 
like this the new music and that's fine but this is not even like going back to the basketball thing like you know it's much different but they still playing basketball like nigga this is not basketball no more like niggas ain't even shooting at the rim no more it's like you know what i mean niggas niggas playing a but different who, sport who, who are these niggas though like who are these niggas what up because you brought up you brought up young boy alex but yeah. i mean blake is over here saying young boy hard. young boy is hard and while you saying that you know little baby is not having a little way run prior to this latest snafu i mean it was it was a pretty good run i'm not gonna hold you i don't think so it's like who are we talking who 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 are these niggas? i don't think young boy or or little baby would be the examples that i would point to no but no. i mean i i'll say this there has never been a time in hip-hop where i thought you had to where i can recall you having to work harder to find the best music I feel like now you have to actively seek the best music. Um, whereas before, I just feel like, you know, it rose to the cream rinse. Uh, how, you know, I don't know that saying, but the cream rose to the top. Is that really? Cream rises to the top, but then you also have cream of the crop. So those are two phrases the, ah, that you know, get conflicted. About. You know what I'm saying? The more you know, and after five, five. Um, but yeah, like I just feel like you gotta work to find decent music now. That shit just it ain't it ain't like before. And we don't have those artists where you like, I know I'm getting a quality out. Like you just don't have those artists where it's like, yeah, this I'm gonna be good for the next two, three weeks just listening to this. Like I just don't like I've already I've already moved on from Travis album, if I'm being real. Like I'm just like, all right, it was cool. Found found a few gems, but I'm I remember just and I'm not talking about a long time ago. I mean, like just 2016, like albums were dropping that we was on for weeks at a time. Like this shit was hard. Whereas now it's just like I'm not. I mean, I mean 2016 was a pretty good while ago. That's like seven years. Yeah, I don't. I mean, out of 50, but but I'm saying though, like think about like think about the jump, like. You got a four-year jump where you know these are all the breaks, and then next thing you know is you know colors. <laughs> I am a nightmare walking psychopath talking. This thing you know is colors. Went from these are the breaks to colors in four years. Like you gotta look at. I gotta confirm that. That's oh, impressive oh. if you're right. That is impressive if you're right. I gotta confirm that because I know niggas was like, yo, like this was supposed to be some uplifting shit. <laughs> Niggas and already ganged it up. <laughs> Y'all knew Gunner was thirty. I knew that. I knew. I knew he was older. I, I, I didn't. didn't I, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't think he was a young guy. I just remember when Freddie Gibbs said he was on one eight hundred Crime Stoppers. Mm. I'm not. Yeah, I didn't I'm see not, it, man. But I'm you not. know, <laughs> you know. Shout out Gunner, man. Putting those criminals away. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Tough on crime. Hey you, do, hey, you do the crime, you do the time, man. I'm sorry. Like, if you do the crime, you do the time. Bag of Alex. Boy. Don't don't let these niggas convince you otherwise. Alex, a card carrier Republican. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> until until it's until it's your folks, bro. Until y'all talk all this shit. Hey. Until it's your folks, and then until I want to see what your you do. People. Until it's, it's your so people. It's so funny because uh, me and my wife we be watching the uh, <laughs> we be watching the news, and you know we always talk like on the podcast about like how black people like if you southern. Now let me let me be clear, like <laughs> southern Christian black people more often than not lean way more conservative than they do liberal. Absolutely. It's not a Republican Democrat thing. It's just kind of a like what it is that they think is right or wrong. And so it's so funny, like as a black person to listen to the news, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but also like be informed about perceptions of people. Cause I be listening to the news. I'd be like, you know, that ain't, (laughs) that ain't even that bad. (laughs) I'd be like, you know what? I'm really glad they did like, like this infrastructure shit, I am so glad that that niggas is out here working on these damn roads. Like that is that is great. Yeah. But niggas is out here like, yo, you know they shouldn't be out here. It's too hot. You know the con the asphalt is black, and you know they've been talking about we need to start putting down white asphalt and shit like that. Dang. Like, and I'm just thinking like, nigga, what do you want? Do you want better roads or not? <laughs> And so me and my wife got this got this running joke is like card carrying Republican. Like every time some shit come up <laughs> where it's like, you know, I lean a little bit more conservative here than probably I would like to think that I do. Like, look, there you go. <laughs> Bro, oh God. But Alex is like that all the time because Alex on is one God. of those Yeah, that's me. That's me. That's me. You know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'm a MAGA Republican. Yo, I ain't gonna lie though. It's this nigga who been coming up on my TikTok feed who running for (laughs) president on the Republican side. Y'all know I'm talking about this. uh, uh, His first name like Vivek. I think Vivek Ramaswamy. Bruh, this dude, bruh. Look, I, I need. I need. Look, I need some more. I need to do some more research. You be agreeing <laughs> but, with Vivek Ramaswamy, Alex? But my be algorithm. No, nah, nah, I'm keeping it a hundred. Let's be I'm, real. You know me. I'm keeping it a hundred. What my I'm saying now. I'm prefacing this by saying there's a lot more research I need to do, and everything I'm about to say are just based on maybe a series of six or seven videos that have made their way into my algorithm. But first of all, this nigga's good. He just good, you know. He 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 a smart dude, and he has not said one thing so far that I disagree with. I ain't even gonna cap. He has not said one thing I disagree with. Now, once again, I need to do some more research. He might he might be running on certain campaigns that I might not support, but in all the interactions I've seen with him and other people, you know, I've been I've been interested. I need to watch his. He's been on Breakfast Club recently. I need to make sure I see that because I just want to see how. He interacted up there. Um, but I don't know, bro. I've been in, you know, I've been impressed. I've been hearing I'm a lot impressed. of people say the same thing about um Chris Christie. I don't know if I'm, mm-hmm. you know. I'm Chris Christie just gonna keep it real. Chris Christie one well, Chris Christie a bitch ass nigga. Okay. But he, okay. he just That's some just some now. Wow, like the way we went from one place <laughs> to the other was wild. Like it happened so quickly. Like, like, hold on, let me let me make sure I well, get this. Well, I say in that first. because the thing about the Republicans, like what you got to watch when you looking at just trying to be aware. Again, not trying to push nobody or you know cape for anything. I think it's pretty well known that we are a pretty liberal, blue leaning podcast. But I listen so that I'm Jeez. aware of what's happening on the other side. 
Yeah, I know we know Alex. Alex got a man. Y'all niggas be agreeing with me. It's just, you know, niggas <laughs> niggas don't want to stand on shit, but that's cool, bro. But the cool. the issue with Chris Christie is Chris Christie was cool and he was riding with Trump until he wasn't no more. Mm. Like he got in Trump bad graces and then because of who Chris Christie is, like he's a he's a New York nigga. He I think he yeah, I think he he a New York nigga, you know. He really with it like he gonna come he gonna talk that talk back with trump ass like he not finna squallow he not finna back away and that's what most of these republicans gonna do like it ain't really no republicans with no nuts who's really gonna come after trump like mm. the leading people that are behind him by a lot in the polls for the republican primary are afraid to even talk about the fact that this nigga has four open indictments that are very very real and they have a whole lot of fucking evidence mm. one of them is a fucking rico i don't know if we're gonna talk about that today i don't know if we're gonna have time but like that is fucking crazy <laughs> but they scared to talk about it bro like imagine 20 years ago you were running for president against the nigga with four open cases three federal indictments and one state indictment and you just not gonna talk about it. Damn like man. you just not gonna bring it up. Different times. And so that's why Chris Christie is getting a lot of the buzz that you're hearing is because he's gonna be one that's gonna talk. But I don't it's just like Mike Pence. Like I don't fuck with this. Like I don't know if y'all watch the Glorious Bastards, but I like my Nazis in uniform. Mm. I like my Trump supporters in uniform. You don't get to switch sides now that you didn't seen the whole picture because you was there. You knew. You was aiding and abetting. You was right there. You was signing off. It was all good until it wasn't. So it's like, no, nah, you don't you don't get to come out and be like, no, I just, you know, he was bad for the country. Because don't nobody believe you no more. Like, you've lost your credibility. And Vivek Ramaswamy is wild because... <laughs> I, you know, I don't know where you lean on abortion, but his abortion, you know, is mm. aggressive. It's aggressive. <laughs> I don't know where you lean on affirmative action, but, mm. you know, he does not align with affirmative action. Uh, he is what you would call the epitome of, quote, anti-woke, which I know is right mm. up your alley, Alex. So, I mean, you know, it, it's aligning. So he is hard. He's tough on drugs tough on drugs hey. and he appreciates freedom of speech no immigration he wants to build a wall 2.0 and gun rights it's your right as an american to bear arms yep. I agree. yeah yeah no lie two minutes of research you saying that you don't disagree with anything you've heard him say is crazy, bro. <laughs> see, I gotta send y'all what I didn't seen, bro. Like too much. Y'all gotta, gotta see what I didn't seen, bro. Two minutes of research. I'm, I'm like, gonna send you a couple. Po- I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna send you a couple podcasts on Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm gonna I'm let you know who oh, you are. Uh, no, who you out here with? with no, I actually who, like who you out here with their name in the front of your lawn. I gotta figure out like, how to Alex Photoshop. I gotta figure out how to Photoshop <laughs> him and dude together. <laughs> Shaking hands or something. Oh, I'm trying to see if I can find him on a golf course. Oh, and Photoshop him, man. What they see? Yeah, I, I need to. I need to see a little bit more because I'm telling y'all that is just not what I have seen. Now, I actually <laughs> did see him talking about abortion, and he did say he was pro life, but he finessed this in a way where I was like, "Damn, like I fuck with that." Like I fuck with what he said. He was like, you know, essentially like. 
if you he supports six week abortion ban with with exceptions for rape incest and danger to a woman's life six weeks is the most aggressive that is the only one that currently aligns mm. with the rights of abortion advocates see i'll say this i don't necessarily agree with that but there are certain things where i find even if somebody disagree with me i don't think it's like crazy to feel that way like i don't know like for people who are pro-life i don't think that that's crazy to think like i feel like just depending on how your brain wired you know it is what it is like i don't think you're a bad person just because you are uh pro-life or even if you aggressively pro-life i mean you know i don't necessarily agree with that but i don't know i just i think that's one of those points where if you did feel strongly the opposite of how i feel you know i don't think you that unreasonable and you know in in this country it's going to be people who disagree with you and you might have to argue on different sides, but I don't know. That ain't one of those where I'm like, I think this is a fundamental thing about life. I really don't think that way. I think it's just truly an opinion thing when it comes to pro-life, pro-choice, but that's just me. You know what I mean? So that's not something I would Blake, like not vote for somebody. Like I found out what Alex aligned with, with Vivek Ramaswamy. I just feel like the pro-life thing is just weird. It's just weird. Cause it's like y'all are the party of, of keep, the government out of your life, you know, the government shouldn't be controlling your day-to-day life and, and, and you should be an American free to make your own decisions. Like that is, that is what y'all always, you know I'm saying? on 10 about. So it's weird to be like, no, you know, we only want you guys having abortions when our rich children have them and we hide it. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking about? Like, why is this, this is such a waste of time. There's so much shit going on in the country that is like, an actual issue. Let people do what the fuck they want to do. If some shit dangerous, you should have some safeguards in place to say, oh no, you know, we shouldn't be doing abortions at minute clinics for 16 year olds. Like I understand if like, you know, there's there should be some red tape. Like, but let people do what they want to do. Like, you ain't finna watch their kids. Why are you telling them what like what? Like that's crazy. Then when some kid that was, you know, in and out of foster care and lived a, a tough life to kind of you know, put a chip on their shoulder or or put them in a bad predicament, go upside your head, you mad. Like, I, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, this just I mean, does not seem like a complicated you know, issue. I, I, I have a response for that, but I just don't know if we really want to get into the pro-life, pro-choice argument, because then it's going to be me arguing for pro-life and i'm you know i would not classify myself as pro-life. You just said your have. boy, your boy is pro-life and you stand yeah, by and him. I, and, with every fiber <laughs> no. in your body. See, here, here the thing, like, you know, this is what happens when you can be objective. It's like, bro, like, you know, I can't, I can't expect my favorite candidate to that I agree with. You know, I mean, look who we've been voting for. I have not agreed with these niggas. Like, I voted for Biden. Admittedly, I did not agree with that nigga. I'm not going to tell y'all who I voted for in 2016. I'm not going to reveal that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, then I'm, I think that might have been the first election they ever voted for. But regardless, you know, the niggas who you vote for, like, <laughs> the niggas who you vote for you're not gonna agree with everything that they do and my point is like niggas who are pro-life you know what i mean if you feel like a, a baby is a person and you know if, the, if somebody having an abortion is low-key murder and you ain't really supporting that like you know i don't agree with you but i don't think you way off base i don't think you unreasonable for thinking that and this vivek dude brought up the idea of like if a nigga killed a pregnant woman like you'd want to charge that nigga and the woman didn't die but the baby died you'd want to charge that nigga with murder 
Like that's that's yeah, because it ain't his baby. It ain't he ain't the woman carrying it. That's the difference. Like, see, no, they but the, like that, that ain't the point the is same. that's a that's a that's a child. No, the point is we both agree that a person was killed. Like that's what we both agree on. If a pregnant woman baby get killed by an attacker, both sides agree that bro a life was just taken and that criminal need to be charged with murder. And I was like, bro, that's that's a good point because I would agree with that. Like as somebody who is like that's not what like, that, that that's not what abortion is about. though that's that's not that's not that's no I, it's I a, mean, no it's about how we classify the baby Blake and I you know I ain't talking about anything else other than what we classify the child you know because that's the argument is it is it a human is it a person yet or is it not a person and I feel like people who are pro choice you know you normally had an argument that bro it's not like you know it's just an embryo it's just these cells it's just blah 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 like it's not a person but you know niggas on the republican side saying no it is a person shit got eyes and nose mouth blah blah blah. and my point is this you know it's arguments on both sides you know i'm not i'm not i am not pro-life i do respect a woman's choice but if you are pro-life bro I and you know i don't even think i don't think you're a bad person i don't think you know, I just think you nosy. I do think you nosy. You in people business. I mean, business. I do. I do think there's some ulterior motive. Like I, I do think there's something about pro life that I don't understand. Like why they be going so hard about the shit. Like outside of this whole the baby is a human thing. But I don't know that one yet. I ain't figured that conspiracy out yet. Well, it's because they they originally started that whole program to sterilize uh, black people so that we could get rid of. Them. Mm. I mean, that's where all of this shit really. Uh, came from as far as like uh by having by having babies what's the name of no what's the name of that uh what's the name of that uh the shit that the people i mean i you just got to give me one more thing to help you come up with it because i don't know the name of the shit with the people just something just you know it feels like we've been on abortion for quite some time so i'm gonna just <laughs> let that die <laughs> we are just hey man but back 2024 man let's get it what else we got man y'all want to talk about michael Orr? you know real real Memphis shit right there man you know what i'm saying what's up what's up okay now you know there's an angle about this that i'm just curious to know like you know in, in case any of our listeners are wondering i mean michael Orr professional football former i don't think he's in the nfl anymore right former professional football player um you know star of the hit movie blind side starring sandra bullock oscar winner um about a family who brings on a young man uh who was homeless at the time in the movie um they bring him in uh you know give him a place to stay provide him with the family lets him finish his high school he goes to Ole Miss, uh, plays football, goes to the NFL. Great story. You know, apparently they had adopted him, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes out and says, look, you know what I'm saying? The truth is these niggas ain't adopt me. You know, they finessed me. They got me to sign that same shit Britney Spears signed. And these niggas took all my money. You know what I'm saying? And they and they had, they could just run shit in perpetuity for the rest of my life. Like my, you know, they, that's, they took my NIL deal. Like they signed, they took my NIL for the rest of my life and, these niggas lied. They ain't even adopt a nigga. They told me they was, but that's not the truth. So fuck these niggas. I'm suing them. And then they came right back and said, hold on, nigga. Let me, before y'all start believing this nigga, Michael, you know, he just came to us yesterday and said, and we don't pay the nigga $15 million that he going to reveal all this bullshit. And we, we are devastated 
and we are ashamed. But at the end of the day, we still love Michael like we did at 18 and we love him the same way we do at 37. This is unfortunate. But hey, this is what he wanted to do. He's trying to strong arm us. We have paid him every dollar that he deserved. We have split it with the family. He ain't got no more that's owed to him. So we don't know what this nigga on. You know, so that's kind of where we at right now. Uh, personally, when I heard that, you know, it was a stick up situation. And this is where I'm curious to get y'all opinion. Because I was like, what the fuck that mean? Like if like from the the two, the Tui, Tui family, Tui. Am I pronouncing that correctly? If y'all don't know, that's fine. I the Tui no family. We don't care. We, yeah, we don't care. you know the white family. Uh, you know from Germantown. I don't know where them niggas from. <laughs> um, but they, they clearly. Damn, what, I forgot the point I was gonna make. Making them fucking Germantown you, joke. I don't know. You said it was a stick up situation. Once you found yeah, out it, it was a stick up. up. It was a stick up situation because. De- like these at the end of the day these niggas still did him dirty so it don't even if he came and said bro if y'all don't give me this bread then i'm gonna tell the truth like he got every right to do that especially if it was like some recent information where he found out to say damn these niggas ain't even officially adopt me like niggas had me on some bullshit you know what i mean taking all my bread so regardless i don't even know why they would come out with that response i guess maybe some niggas may be like all right well they actually did do him right and he just needs some money but at the end of the day, if this wasn't an adoption, I don't know. That still just seemed that that seemed fucked up. Like it seemed like there had to be some malicious intent to even sign something like that. Because why the fuck would they even need to do that? Like why would they need? Like why would he need some? Cons- I mean, I don't know the word. That's why I've been trying to avoid it. Conservative, conservative ship, conservative ship. I don't know the word. But no, I mean, like, why would he need that? Yeah. Like why would he need that? Like he's a grown adult. So. Like they can give him guidance like every other person. I don't think every NFL player got that from somebody else. It sounds like that was what happened, and that's what was fucked up. It sounds like instead of adopting him, they legally yeah. kind of like manipulated him. But it seems like maybe they were honest to him in the sense that like, look, you know, we're all going to split this money. And I think maybe he was hurt. It's how it's, To me, it's how it's coming off that maybe he found out the truth and was hurt and was just like, bro, give me all this money since I ain't since I went family, since y'all was yeah. just taking advantage of me, run me my bread. Um, to which case, um, fuck them, you know. Yeah, it sounded. You know, I hadn't seen the 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 headline that you mentioned, but based on what you read, it sounded like they talking about him like he's slow, like he is mm. less than or like, you know not up to par like he doesn't understand what's going on and from what i read like his his representation came out clearly said hey we recently were made aware of this information Mm -hmm. and you just don't have lawyers like i know we live in the age of donald trump in in an ever-revolving door of lawyers but you don't really just get lawyers who just get up and blatantly lie without any type of like tangible background on a story like this that they know for a fact is going to get traction because I mean it was a fucking inspiring movie that came from this like people have won awards for their acting in this movie like this portrayal is a portrayal of a sports you know coming of age you know blending of the racist type of story and so when you come to find out they're like "Mm, these niggas was I mean First of all, let's just call a spade a spade. When black people see situations like this in any capacity, we assume that this is what the hell is going on. 
Yep. For sure. Like it, For it sure. Just, like and that that may sound bad, that may sound racist, that may not sound like I have a lot of hope in humanity or whatever. But this just the facts, right? Like if I remember watching the movie the way that I remember watching the movie, he only went to Ole Miss because they were alumni of Ole Miss. And yeah. he was like clearly an athletic freak in a community that didn't necessarily have access to those types of athletic freaks because they weren't going to the communities where they was at. Mm. So it's like, okay, you capitalize off of this. I'm sure it's some NCAA violations that have that happened, but you know, it's fucking old Miss, so you, you know, you don't get swept under the rug. And then he goes on to the league, right? And that mm-hmm. did, it's it's a success story that everybody, you know, they can do an ESPN three sixty on it. You know, you can do a ten year callback, all of these things. But then if you, you know, look up one day, you thirty seven years old and your whole persona from a public standpoint is built off of this, right? Mm-hmm. And you come to find out that these niggas not only lied to you about adopting you. But they tricked you into signing paperwork that you thought was agreeing to be adopted by these people. But instead, you were entering into a conservatorship where they would control your name, image, and likeness. Like that, that sounds a whole lot like grooming that led to like entrapment and anything that he signed under those pretenses, assuming he wasn't 18. But even if he was like under duress and he had no information of what it is that he was signing like i'm sure there has to be some legal bound to where that can be nullified or at least taken into account now again you know i ain't got nobody's law degree i don't watch a couple you know marathons of law and order over these uh 30 plus years but i mean you know i'm that's just me using base level you know cause and effect thoughts like I'm, we've seen this before at on a basic level it's like hey i was under the rest when i signed this yeah. legally binding document it can be proven like hey i should not have been doing this and you know it just kind of goes away so for them to come out and they like just thinking about what they said like what do you have to be ashamed of if none of this is true like, usually when you, like, even if you did it, like, the confident folks come out and they say, hey, you know, while we respect the, what it is that they allege, like, we fully know that this is not something that we did, mm-hmm. and the the evidence will prove, uh, will prove this in court, and we wish him all the best, and there's no, like, it would be something along, not... We're ashamed and embarrassed that this is happening. Like, what you ashamed and embarrassed for? Did y'all was pimping out a nigga that y'all brought in because y'all thought he was a cash cow when you brought him in and he ended up being exactly what you thought he was and you got caught? Like, it was y'all idea to bring in Sandra Bullock. Like, y'all didn't have to do all of this, but you did. And you had 20 years from the movie coming out. Not the situation from the movie coming out. You had 20 years to fix this. And you know what you chose to do? Mm. Continue cooking. Kids getting paid. Kids, these niggas, these niggas weren't even fucking with him when he first came in the house. <laughs> they sure would. 
Nigga, but they white kids, they eat off Y'all got this big ass black man in their damn kitchen. Yeah, they scared. They like, what the fuck is going on? Mama and daddy have lost it. Hell no. They had to have a separate conversation, family conversation. Now look, you know, that big nigger in there is going to get us paid. (laughs) Y'all better go in there and play nice. And help him with his own work, nigga. Treat 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 them like Mighty Joe Young. You know that you know that movie you, you like watching on the Disney Channel. Treat them like they do Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> Think he'll respond to it. I go back and I watch this. It's like they he was homeless, bro. He wasn't stupid. Like he wasn't dumb. He wasn't like in, in unable to learn. He wasn't a mule. Like they was talking to him like he had some type of developmental issue that warranted them talking to him. Like, come on, dog. Yeah, he wasn't fucking with that, bro. <laughs> He wouldn't fuck with the movie, bro. Michael Orr was like, bro, like, niggas got me like I couldn't read and write. Like, what the fuck? Uh, he but was like a docile slave. I don't know the They truth. had him looking like a do- First of all, like, that school that he went to, like, you not just coming I mean, in there and He went just... to Broadcrest. You know, that ain't no... I mean, that's that's a, uh, that's a you, private school. Time and place. Let's think... Time and place. Let's think about the time. Yeah. The time in which he went there, right? Like... Yeah. yeah. Coach Hugh Freeze. High school coach then? I just hope he ain't lying. I just hope he ain't lying. That's all. Look, that, I, you know, I. That's all look, I hope. Like, I just don't now. want him to be lying, bro. That's hey. all. <laughs> look, bro. Because hey. I, I know my boy, my boy in NFL career wasn't what he wanted to be. I hope yep. he ain't just ran through his money. I just. We already seen Buster robbing people. He owe me 600. Buster, I need my 600. Buster, mm. I need my 600. Mm. Call him out. Yeah, I need that. But uh, I mean, you. Hey. No, go ahead. I mean, we just we've seen this story. You know, professional athlete just doesn't expect their career to go the way it goes. You sign a three, four year contract, you get cut in your first year. You just blindsided. <laughs> you know, it's full circle. But <laughs> you just don't expect that, and then maybe things. You know, what I'm saying the walls start closing in. You like, oh, damn, I live a, a million dollar a year lifestyle, and I only got a few more million left. You know, what I'm saying like. I hope I'm I'm very hopeful and I'm I'm very hopeful that that is not what is going on here. And I hope that, you know, he is just trying to get what is due to him and get some justice on a situation that, you know, is very unfortunate. But I hope this nigga Mine. is not lying. Fuck that. Even if he is lying, get his pipe up. They got him out here. They got him going, got him going outside and shit. Hey, he did. was. He never did say that he was fucking with that movie. And that movie, like, go back and watch The Blind Side, dog. Like, they got that man. Like, watch The Blind Side and then watch how they was portraying slaves. Oh no. I mean, like, <laughs> this is what I'm saying, bro. Let's 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 just let's let this play out a little bit, cause we, cause if he lying, dog, they if was, he's lying, that's they was talking crazy. to him like Kunta Kente, dog. Bro, I just want to read. I just want to read one passage from this article before we move forward. I just think this is an important passage to read. This is the family response, so I just want to make this clear. This is what they saying. They insisted that any money received, this is from the movie, received be divided equally, and they have made good on that pledge. The statement said the evidence documented in profit participation checks and studio accounting statements is clear. Over the years, the Tuis have given Mr. Orr an equal cut of every penny received from the blind side. Even recently, when Mr. Orr started to threaten them about what he would do unless they pay him an eight-figure windfall, 
and as part of that shakedown effort refused to cash the small profit checks from the Tuis, they still deposited Mr. Orr's equal share into a trust account they set up for his son. Singer's statement said Orr has actually attempted to run this play several times before, but it seems that numerous other lawyers stopped representing him once they saw the evidence and learned the truth. Sadly, Mr. Orr has finally found a willing enabler and filed this ludicrous lawsuit as a cynical attempt to drum up attention in the middle of his latest book tour, end quote. Now, see, why the fuck you let me say all this shit, Alex, if you hey, sitting man. on the damn... Nah, ride with like, why nigga. would you do that? I why ride with niggas all the time. That? I'm still riding with Vivek, and look what y'all share with me. That's crazy that, that you're still riding. But, I mean, that's not something but, that we are at. But, <laughs> I, so I was familiar with that, and, and like I said, it sounded like his feelings was hurt, and now he's trying to go back and just double up on his bread. And But I at least hope he's telling the truth. Like, you know what I mean? Like... I can understand if it's like, nah, fuck y'all. If, we, if I ain't family, give me my bread. Like, I understand that uh, notion. But I hope he ain't just like, you know, just on some wild shit. I hope, like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, once it come, once the lawyers start talking, I don't believe anything. I don't believe either of you. I think you are all just saying what sounds good, what is going to um, sway public opinion. You know, I just know y'all are with the shit. So, I don't know what's what now, but... I just don't want this nigga to be lying. That's that's really what it come down to. Please don't be lying. Hey man, Michael, hold your head, dude. Uh, and y'all leave uh, Sandra Bullock alone, man. Niggas talk about stripping her Oscar. I'm like, y'all don't leave that woman alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fictional story, right? <laughs> no niggas. Like, it brother. ain't a boat story, no more. Like, nigga, she's an actress. Like, what the fuck does she do? <laughs> I was playing for Team Rockefeller, but then the blackout happened, so you know, everything was shut down. We weren't allowed to play there. We just sat on the bus, and then the lights never came on, so we just relaxed. Tracy McGrady was there. He was playing, and of course, um, Shaq was on was on ice, ready to make, ready to roll in. Like, cause he had his own arrival. Yeah, I was on the bus because I wanted to make the, the Brick City entrance. You know how we do. Jay Z said the plane, and I came up because you know they were saying Fat Joe had Yao Ming. You know Fat Joe, my guy, but you know when they want to bring Yao Ming up to the city, you know I gotta come shut that down all day, every day, baby. Diesel dog mafia. Rumors of Fat Joe's roster grew as well. And what people don't know, Carmelo and Amari Stoudemire was gonna play. They, what they did, they came to the bench, they sat down like they weren't gonna play. We we're gonna bring their uniform, and they were gonna be in the game. I was going to play with Fat Joe, the terror squad. We were supposed to you know, play against you know, Jay-Z, and then the blackout happened. You know, you heard so many names, Chris Webber. We heard so many names that day. Like I said, once you stop saying names, everybody could have said who was coming in that day. They was up. It's the blackout. The only station working is Hot 97. And they talking mad nonsense up there. And he's telling Shaq, oh, I ain't worried about you, this and that. And he told LeBron, you play against, you play against little white kids in high school, you ain't going to do nothing out here. Yeah, this is the same LeBron as we know now. Him, that LeBron. You know, Joe talking stuff. We talking stuff back to him. Shaq on the phone talking stuff to Joe. It's crazy, man. People in the hood, the only real power were, were the car stereos. So people would have the car radios on loud and the whole block would be tuned in. And of course, all through the hood, people had Hot 97 on. Jay-Z was actually leaving out of town Friday, so he already had it all mapped out that win it or lose it, he was out the next day. The lights came back on the next morning, but it was really too late to have the game, because the game was scheduled for Monday. So right now, what you have up 
is the uh, team, the the five. Let's let's just say the five that would have been playing for each team. So you got Team Fat Joe and you got Team Jay Z. So I'm just gonna read it how it's listed. Team Jay Z number one. You got LeBron James, Sebastian Telfair, Jamal Crawford, Lamar Odom, Shaquille O'Neal. It's Team Hove. Team Fat Joe, you got Allen Iverson, Stefan Marbury, Carmelo Anthony, Jermaine O'Neal, Yao Ming. That's Team Joe Crack. Who y'all think would have won this game? So, I mean, I don't want to fuck up the prompt, but them rosters is, is crazy because Sebastian Telfair in high school like a motherfucker, and they say T-Mac there. Then we talking about Jermaine O'Neal starting and Amari there. That's kind of crazy. But I guess maybe at the time, Jermaine O'Neal probably was a bigger draw than Amari. Um, I'm, 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 Jay-Z is going to win. I mean, it's Jay-Z. That nigga going to cheat. Worst case scenario. Uh, he had Brian and Shaq. I mean. Had to, had to get that jab in there. I don't even mean that from a hate. I just mean that, like, that nigga ain't going to lose. Like, sure. That, that is who Jay-Z is. Jay-Z figured out a long time ago, nigga, I'm not going to be losing. I'm not taking no ills. My album drop. It's never been a nigga this good for this Nigga, long. my album drop, I ain't sold a meal already. Whatever y'all niggas buy is extra. I'm going to figure that shit out. Nigga, I ain't taking no ills. Like, nigga, what? Jay ain't. But Fat Joe's so ridiculous. I just, I mean. I don't know if that, like it would have been a crazy game. It would have been a crazy game. I can't imagine yeah. being in New York at that time and just like that's a crazy game of what what almost was. It's weird that it still never has happened. Like in O three, this is O three. Just all these people with all these resources. You think they would have just been like fuck it? But I think Joe and like Jay Z had a long standing beef behind this shit, like ten plus years. Like when yeah. when um, all the way up came out and he like, I think they signed with Rock Nation Management or or something. It was like a big deal that they squashed. And I'm like, there ain't no way y'all tripping off a, a basketball game. It never happened. There's just no way. But nigga, that was the source of the beef. Oh my god! I you remember Hove left? You remember they said when lose the draw, Hove was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and that detail had me tripping. I'm like, you know, Hove he had to leave the next day. I'm like, yo, how these niggas got all this information? Oh, he said he was leaving first thing in the morning, 9 a.m. Had a flight right at him. Like, dog, like, how do you know this and still remember this? Uh, I was so actually. Blake said Team Hove winning. Alex, yeah, who you got? I was leaning more Fat Joe, man. I was leaning Team Fat Joe. First of all, you know, we got AI. I mean, I don't know. Kind of unguardable. Um, Mellow at this time, you know, this is Mellow, what, fresh off his. Uh, yeah, freshman run. year in college. Yeah. I mean, you know, fresh off a national championship, like this nigga is hooping. Like, yeah, I know LeBron is hooping too, but Melo is right there with him, I think, at this point. Um, Jermaine O'Neal, you know, straight out of South Carolina, man, Eau Claire stand up. So, you know, I hold Jermaine O'Neal down. Um, JO was a problem. 03? Yeah. yeah. Problem. Yeah. No Very doubt. problematic. No doubt. Then you got Yao Ming, bro. Like, at this time, bro. Seven four, seven five. Yeah, I mean, I mean I know we got Shaq, sounds but... wrong. Young me, 
That's just I, 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 don't, I, don't believe, I don't believe I don't believe he was there. I don't believe he was. You remember there. what Dave Chappelle <laughs> said? You know he was listening to rap music, learning how to talk <laughs> trash. Like I think I think I think that one was uh because I didn't see him in the video. I ain't I ain't see no side footage. Nah, of for, I'm they like, for sure had yeah. <laughs> they for sure had yeah. You think Shaq pulling up if y'all not pulling up for real? Come on, dog. Hey, maybe. Hove sending the plane. They knew y'all was coming. Hey, man. If y'all was there, that would have been huge. That would have been huge. I mean, this is just an out-of-control match that never happened. So, um, I mean, I would love to have something like this today, but, you know, it's too much money on the line. You know, niggas can't do nothing extracurricular around sports. You know, that – even the Warriors shook about Steph playing golf. You know, like, nigga, quit jumping up and down, nigga. Just hit, just hit the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these niggas do not want to see that. Hell no. My boy Chet. He just Damn. stepped wrong last year. <laughs> My boy stepped wrong. That's all it takes. Whole, whole first season go. All it takes. I, I think I got to agree with you, dog. I have to agree with you that I think at this time, Team Fat Joe wins only because LeBron is so LeBron's so young, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's still like he's still having to prove that he's worth the hype every time he come out, right? So like while he's always met the occasion. This is a little bit different. Like you said, like when you're looking at how it's coming up, like Melo, first of all, Melo was in Syracuse. <laughs> Just won the natty, you feel me? You know, and, you know, him and Braun had already had their little thing in, in high school, but it's like, you know, I've gone on and just went and dominated the NCAA. Like, that's just kind of what I went and did. AI at that time, like AI in 03. Yes. 03 AI, Stefan Marbury, like definitely a squad. Stefan yeah. Marbury in New York, right? Like I get, you know, Sebastian Telfair in New York. Like I get it. But this is Stefan Marbury. Like, it ain't no Sebastian Telfair without Stefan Marbury. And you got the original out here going against the younger remix. Like, I'm just gonna take, I'm gonna take Starberry in this. And I would have to take if we looking at like the matchups. Lo, I'm gonna always take Lo. Like Lamar Odom, like niggas be sleep on Lamar Odom. If Lamar Odom is an option, I'm taking him. He on my my team on <laughs> on 2K. Every time I create a team from the Kobe era, I'm getting Lo. Like that's just kind of what it is. Uh, yeah. No disrespect to Jermaine O'Neal. Like again, he was a certified, you know. Very problematic, but and then when we talking Yao Ming and Shaq, like niggas, niggas forget that Yao Ming was not just a tall Asian nigga. It was just we there. talking about two thousand three right. Shaq with no with no <laughs> with no free throws though. Like boy, I, he I get it. Break I get out. it. I get it. He breaking yeah. Like he, Shaq is winning the matchup, but again. Yao Ming, what like he ain't in the Hall of Fame just because he was a tall. Asian dude like yeah. it's been a whole bunch of tall people around that height that ain't ain't cracked the hall not even gotten close Yao was skilled especially for that 
for that time. And see, the thing you got to think about is they they not playing organized ball. They playing something completely different. Niggas, niggas is camping out in the paint. <laughs> it's a whole different. So that that seven six in that paint when you got little ass Sebastian Telfair and slithery ass Jamal Crawford coming in. I mean, Shaq taking up some space, but. I mean, Blake, you know, Shaq in 03, he ain't down there in the paint. <laughs> he out here he out here like cat. What? <laughs> nah, Bonnie is punishing them niggas. Shaq was out here like cat. Man, Shaq was Shaq was in that post during the season. You catch Shaq in the offseason, he he trying to bring the ball up quick. He trying to put on the show, because that's what Shaq do. Shaq okay. show up, he trying to put on the show. So think about it. You got Shaq trying to put on the show. Lamar Odom coming to hoop because that's just what he do. But Jamal Crawford, Sebastian Telfair, and LeBron James, like, they got something to prove out there. Mm. That's a recipe for disaster because Shaq going to get mad. <laughs> and he Shaq. It ain't nothing nobody can do <laughs> these about These other that. niggas, <laughs> these other niggas, like, AI, first of all, AI and Stephon Marbury is just an unfair backcourt, like, just in general, especially on the blacktop, like, you ain't yeah. got no help, no support. It's a chain knit. Like, nigga, you, <laughs> you might be touching asphalt today, sir. Like, you just prepare yourself. Mm. Get the elastic in your socks together. Tie your Nike airs up tight because it's going to be a long day. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm taking Team Fat Joe. I, I'm, I'm t- and I'm I thinking that, that that may also be the reason why it never happened is because Ho came back on that Monday and was like, you know, I don't think I can keep the plan out here for Shaq. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, we ain't on that level yet. You know, we just gonna we just go see about this happening some other time. Hey man, that's well. I get while we on it right before we get out of here. Like, who would y'all want to see this with now? Oh. Um. I feel like it being in New York is iconic. I feel like that just the rucker is just a big deal. So if we in New York, um, I mean to me, I don't see why we still don't keep it Jay and Fat Joe. Like you got them. Uh I think it would still be cool to have maybe, you know, one person from each team, maybe Braun or Melo on each team. Then I mean, then we, yeah. From then, I mean, you can go any direction. I don't know who my set five would be. I don't know, like, uh, give me Bron, Steph. Man, who's like the OG two in the league? Probably Jimmy. Maybe I guess Jimmy a three now, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I guess. You know, there's no positions anymore. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, the shooting guard position is so trash. Um, Dame? I guess maybe. Is he a one? Is he a one? He's a one, but I mean. Mm. Oh, maybe Ant. So, Steph, Ant, Brian, AD, and Embiid um, Mm. versus. Ooh, this is tough for Melo. Melo. Joker. I got I gotta move Steph over to Melo team because I mean this is just nah, this you don't, comp. You still this got shit to, comp. You still got, oh, I guess you if, I guess if you got Steph on one side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm tripping. Yeah, 
You, you know, got Melo, KD, KD. You got Devin Booker. I probably go. Oh yeah, I probably go. Okay, that's it. Then Dame, Devin Booker, KD, and Jokic with Melo. Melo has got to go. It's probably going to be KD instead of Melo. And I don't know. I guess for all times they can keep Melo. But good luck. I mean, today's Melo. I mean, he might have buckets on the, you know, on the black. Yeah, he's, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah. Pick up ball. He ain't got you know he defense. got. You know he got some LA fitness buckets for niggas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's where he thrive. Pulling up on a nigga. Yeah, I, you know, I like Mello. that. But I want to see Joker out there though. I want to see Jokic. That's kind of cool. I feel well, like you still getting that Yao Ming. You still getting that Yao Ming aspect, that foreigner that you just like wouldn't I, expect to be here. Right. Who just the truth? Like that's yeah. what I want to see, just to see how much. Oh, he we can gotta drop. get Luca out there. I'm tripping. Yeah, I was thinking that's about that. That's what Luka I was getting too. ready to say. I like, like I need, I need Luca out there. But you know who else I need? And y'all probably gonna look at me crazy. Who? Austin but Reeves. We are in New York. Nah, we need Jalen Brunson out there. Jalen Br- Jalen Brunson uh, and Kyrie Irving both got to oh, be out. Sleep, Kyrie, Kyrie, maybe, but you can you can lead Jalen, bro. You can lead. Nah, dog, you got to this. You got like Alex. I get what you're saying, but New York belongs to Jalen Brunson right I don't now. Like, Jalen Brunson is the star. In yeah, New I'm York. a Knicks fan, and he's he not finna, And he and he from New York. Like, <laughs> come on, dog. Mm. Like he's going. You not having this and Jalen, the point guard of the New York Knicks, who is leading the the USA Select team right now. Like, come on, dog. You're not gonna have this game and Jalen Brunson. Not, he's one of them starting spots is here. So Dame or Steph gonna have to. Well, Dame. If it's New York well, niggas dang. picking it, <laughs> if it's New York niggas picking it, Jalen Brunson is for sure. You can you can put him in. Penal. I don't it's I don't know if it's just locked in like that. If it's Jalen Brunson or Kyrie, niggas is not rocking with Jalen Brunson. Maybe them other niggas, but not Kai. They not choosing Jalen Brunson over Kai. No, not over Kyrie, but I'm saying, like, you got it. These New York niggas is diehard New York Nick fan. And they ain't never had a nigga like Jalen Brunson to brag about since John Starks. So, like, they, nigga, it's so many Jalen Brunson jerseys in the hood right now just because. I gotta see that. I need to go to the hood, see if these <laughs> niggas rocking Jalen Brunson jerseys. Cause I gotta see that for myself. But um, sure, man, sure. I I didn't I didn't know he had uh, arrived. I, I didn't realize he was. Uh, hey, I didn't that know sounds he was on crazy, this level. Alex. You gotta cut that. You gotta <laughs> cut that. I sound <laughs> like a po- I sound like a gossip reporter. He has been cooking. <laughs> do up. you know how? Do you know how many Jalen Brunson jerseys are hanging out in the hood right now? <laughs> In the impoverished area where mostly black people are. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that sounded nasty. That was nasty work. And Blake just let me I mean, it look, too. I I don't like <laughs> I'm very torn on the on the Jalen Brunson shit. Cause it's kinda like, bro, you know how it is. Every guard in the league feels like if I had a, a front office that believed in me and built around me and gave me the green light, I could cook. And I feel like JB just getting that, like, he's a good player. Um, and he's been balling. I'm not a super huge fan of, of him being the man. Uh, well, I'm not a fan of that at all. I don't think that's necessarily his role. I think as a secondary option, I think, all right, we might be cooking with grease, but I don't really know if I want JB to be the man. But, I mean, he's doing, like I said, what every guard believes in a heart. Like like um, 
homeboy from Kent State just said about Toronto. He said, I'm going to be the best guard in Toronto history. And he believed that they finna let him do whatever he want and he can do this shit. And he don't understand that, like, the politics of we paid this dude $12 million, so he playing and you going to be in the G League is how that shit work. And so, um, you know, JB is getting a lot of love and he the man in New York right now. I don't know. I don't know how committed everybody is to him just yet, though. I feel that. Right. For the sake of uh, for the sake of these teams, I'm just going. I feel like if there if we were to make a seven man roster, he was going he gonna hold down one of them seven spots just off off GP. Because New York is. His I can see that right now. All right. Alex said Austin that, Reeves. Why would you think no, I would I just, say Austin I just, Reeves? I just, I just wanted to throw out like the most ridiculous name. That's all. People love Reeves. You know who I would like to see in an environment like this, though? Who is that? Paolo. Mm. Do what? Put up to see buckets. how he going to show up. They going to get a couple of buckets. Ain't nobody going to fuck about. Nigga, pass the ball. <laughs> we ain't coming to see you. Take your ass down to Disney World. Nigga out there hooping with Steph. Hey, and you know, I di- I just want to before we get off real quick, Blake. <laughs> real what? You said real quick. I said real quick, didn't it? I don't know what you said, nigga. <laughs> I had to say what. Before we get off real quick, Blake, you called out like I want to say two years ago that Ant was the one. Oh yeah, wow. I Ant. and to not sleep. Yeah. And hard. And I just want to say that uh, I don't know if we publicly uh, told you that uh, you were correct on this pick, but mm. I just want to publicly say, you know, I'm you usually know. the wrong. I'm usually wrong about this. I'm probably the worst call. scout in all of sports. That was a great call. Um, but I love these moments. And I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate that. I don't have very many. Like I don't. I don't. I wanted to. T- I wanted to take Emmanuel Mudiay over Christos Porzingis. So you know. Not always my finest, you know, decisions when it comes to scouting. You know, that's not always my it's finest tough. moments. But, but you know, I appreciate when I hit the nail on the head. Shout out, Blake, man. <laughs> Realist nigga. Alex is a fool. 